Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. And I thought today, Mike, we would remind folks a little bit about what your demo is and what it is not. I think that's a great idea, Warren. You know, after last week's momentous 200th episode, <laughs> um, you know, where we shared a lot of great insights from a lot of really talented people, mm-hmm. I think this is a good week to sort of get back to basics and, and like you said, remind people what the demo is and what it isn't and just give you a few tips on, on how to handle your demo in a professional manner. Absolutely. Now, when you get into training as a voice actor, one of the first things you hear from uh, from uh, any of your instructors is going to be, uh, the end result here is going to be your demo. Substitute the word resume for that, because in any other uh, business you'd be in, this substitutes for your resume. You don't have a written resume that says, I did this then and that then and this then. What you have is your demo to show off what you can do, uh, You know the talent that you've got that you can share with others, uh, especially clients that you'd like to hire you. And your demo represents what you can do for a client right now. You know, this will change over time. Your skills will change and develop and grow. And your demo will change over time, uh, you know, as you go along. And we've talked about this before on past episodes. It's not something you need to update all the time constantly. A demo can be updated, you know, once every few years. But keep in mind that, you know, a demo is never, uh, it's never perfect. It's never 100% finished, so to speak, in that you're always going to be able to change and grow and improve, and over time, your demo will do that with you. Yeah, well, more than likely, if you had a written resume, it would change from year to year. Now, you might not change your demo, as Mike said, quite that often, but when you've done some material that represents better what you can do now than you could maybe a year or two back, that might be the uh, idea, uh, ideal time, if you will, to, uh, to update and, and go from there. Keep in mind that the cover letter, however, is still very important in this respect. When you send out a demo to somebody, that cover letter is going to cover things that the demo can't, all right? And that might be, um, uh, you know, an area of expertise that you have, perhaps, just to, you know, let them know, by the way, I've got an educational background, so your company, which does educational videos, you know, might, you know, be interested in someone like me, or whatever the case may be. So, again, that cover letter, very important, but again, don't get carried away with it. A couple of paragraphs will usually do the trick. It is your demo that's going to sell you. That's right. I mean, it's a great place to, you know, tout also a big job you might have done recently. Hey, I just did a a commercial, a national commercial for Mountain Dew or Twizzlers. You see how I did that there, Warren? (laughs) And, uh, you know, so that's a good place to mention that stuff as well. Now, now here's an important point that I also want to get across because it's something that we get all the time. You know, we get people sending us their demos and and they say, hey, you know, I wonder if you take a minute and listen to my demo and give me your opinion on it. And, you know, we're happy to do that. But here's the problem. Sending your demo to somebody as a professional voice actor and then asking for their feedback on it doesn't mark you as a professional. It marks you as an amateur, as somebody who's just starting out. I mean, think about it. If you were, um, let's say, the the late, great Don LaFontaine, you know, the movie trailer guy, well, he probably didn't need to send his demo out very often. But the point is, when he was successful in the field, or you look at somebody in the field who's successful today, like a Bob Bergen or a Tara Strong or Kevin Conroy, when they submit their demo for an audition, do you think they ask producers for feedback? What do you think of my demo? No, because they're established professionals and they know that their demo does a good job of representing them. And think about it. You wouldn't do that if you had a written resume. Would you send your resume and cover letter to somebody and say, by the way, let me know how this resume works for you. You think there's something I should be doing differently here? That's just not the mark of, again, a true professional. So you don't want to go that direction. It's just not something anybody would ever consider doing. Yet it happens all the time with voiceover demos. People 
send them out to people and ask for their opinions. And, and the problem too is a lot of times the people that you're soliciting opinions from have an ulterior motive. They offer demo production services. They offer training. So of course, they might be willing to say, hey, I don't think it's so great, but for a very nominal fee, I can help you improve it. You <laughs> there know? you go, exactly. So beware of that. Now, you wouldn't think twice about calling up a potential employer after they've had your resume for a couple of weeks. The same applies, obviously, when you're marketing yourself to a potential client for a voice acting job. Don't hesitate to call a couple of weeks later and say, just checking to make sure you got it, see where uh, you know what business you're up to these days. Is there something I can help you with? Just to let you know I'm always available. And of course, you do that within a week or two of sending out your demo and then repeat that call every few months so that you stay on somebody's radar. Yeah, you know, just recently, Warren, we've heard from a lot of students who have graduated fairly recently who have started getting work, their first job, second job, you know, some some cases their third job, and so on and so forth. And, and the one thing that all of them had in common is that they got their demo into people's hands. I know it sounds like a, a simple thing, <laughs> like a lot of you are probably listening going, Duh. well, of course you have to get your demo into people's hands. But I can't tell you how many people, you know, they, they, they have it, they have it electronically, they have a physical version of it, you know, they have, they have a website hosting their demos, and they just never get around to getting it out to people who can hire them. So... Get your demos out there and see what happens as a result. Again, remember, compare it to a resume and just do everything you'd normally do if you were sending a resume and a cover letter to somebody, except this time your demo is your resume. Well, sometimes that first step is the hardest, but Voice Coaches is here to make it easier for you to learn more about voice acting. Next time your local adult education brochure comes in the mail, look for Getting Paid to Talk. It's our introduction to voice acting. This fun and educational evening is offered through universities, colleges, schools, and recreation programs throughout the United States and Canada. And listen up, we may be coming your way soon. That's right. The week of May 20th, look for us in Rochester, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and Brooklyn, New York. Emerson, Clifton, and Mount Olive, New Jersey. I love olives. Do you think they make them there? <laughs> There's a whole mountain of them. There you go. And uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. We're also in Holderness, Wolfboro Falls, and Bedford, New Hampshire. I tried to find Wolfboro Falls on the map. It's not easy. Okay? <laughs> but if you're up that it's direction, cool town name, it's a great. It's up near Lake uh, Winnipesaukee. Okay? Sure. So you know easy where that for you is, to right? Say. Yeah, right. And of course, we're going to be, uh, as we tell you all the time, we go into Canada. We're crossing the border in Ontario. I'm sorry, Toronto, Ontario and Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada in the coming weeks. If you'd like to know when the class will be offered near you, just call us 866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com, which is where we also accept your podcast topic suggestions, your comments, and your questions. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and friend us on Facebook as now, well. If I friend you on Twitter and follow you on Facebook, does that make any sense? <laughs> uh, it'll just confuse everything. Oh, okay. and, right. You know what, Warren? I get confused easily enough, so I <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I don't need you to help me. <laughs> well, we'll try to get Mike all straightened out for next week. Join us then. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. I'm not here. Oh, there we go. Now I'm, I'm hearing you. Or I'm hearing me. I don't know if I'm hearing you. See what a difference it makes when you plug the microphone in? Well, listen, I mean, you know, I'm a big proponent of No Pants Fridays, yeah, I but... Know. You've been pushing for that for a long time. Yes, for many years, but but for, I mean, you know, any day I can get away with not wearing pants is a good day, so... <laughs> well, enough, enough about our personal grooming habits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, just recently, actually, I've had, I've had, blah, blah, blah. Sure you have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Believe it or not. You I have? have? I have had. I had, didn't had, think had. you had. 
Thank God they can't tell on the microphone. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Gotta love a homonym, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they have Twizzlers at Taco Bell? You know, Bell? they don't, but sometimes I like to eat them as dessert after Taco Bell just to kind of, you know, like cleanse the palate a little bit. You know, if this ever works, I'm going to start talking about lobster. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs>